0: My husband might figure out that our son is not his I don't know what he or I will do if he does I know I'm a cheater, but please hear me out I've been married to my husband for 12 years I'm 32 and he is 40 at the time i'd just been disowned by my family for leaving our religion and he was a nice financially secure man who i felt protected me i married him a year after we started dating he demanded i become a housewife he made me close my bank accounts and the only money i had was his he was able to make more than enough to support us comfortably i had two kids in the first four years and i was happy then things just shifted he yelled at me for the first time and it was terrifying i thought he could hurt me So I silenced myself that started the heel turn. He was angry moody bipolar and I no longer felt safe around him I slept with one eye open I was, and still am, always scared. He's never hit me, but just the sound of his booming voice is enough to tell me to be careful. He's 6'2", and I'm 5'7". If he wanted to, he could seriously hurt me and our kids. The constant fear and feeling of being unloved and unrespected led me to a series of self-destructive behaviors, including promiscuity. Four years ago, I had my son. I knew at the time there was a possibility my husband wasn't the father. When he was around two, I needed to know and my husband was not. I don't know who is as my son gets older it's becoming very clear that my husband isn't the father My son has none of his features along with having olive skin and jet black hair when both of us are blondes of Scandinavian descent. I've already overheard his family talking. He assures them nothing happened They're gonna keep pressing this until he knows or maybe he does know and is just in denial I'm scared if he does find out. I don't know what he'll do to me or my son I know this will drive him crazy and he'll do something he'll throw me out i've got no money i've got no family no friends no one at this point my son is a ticking bomb i don't know what to do i mean what do you even say to this one guys if you've got any advice off the rip get in the comments down below and let op know look let's try and get over the fact that they've cheated we know this is a bad thing don't really get stuck up on it just in this situation with that in the past what on earth do they do now but then again you did cheat unprotected multiple times with multiple men and you have no idea whose baby you now have that's kind of crazy and look you're petting him out to be bad and that's absolutely fine if he does scare you but you have to take some ownership for what you've done i'm not saying that you're totally in the wrong here and that he's actually all right but it's kind of like you know both of you have done some pretty bad things here and ultimately you are the one that cheated it doesn't sound like he's ever actually abused you right yeah he's raised his voice but that's not illegal maybe it's a bit scary but i don't know you did also cheat on him and have a kid with someone else that he doesn't know about which one's worse also like you say you're too afraid to leave your husband but then you weren't too afraid to cheat on him not passing judgment here maybe that makes sense but it is a bit of a weird one right i I don't know you lot decide down below am i being silly here what's the play get in the comments yesterday was my birthday and it was the worst one i've ever had i am a 29 year old woman and it was my birthday yesterday an awful day my mom and dad insisted on taking me to a museum i've wanted to visit for a while and said the admission would be my present we got there and it was free After the museum, we went to lunch. I had a restaurant in mind, but my mum insisted on one that she likes. We get there and my dad asked who was paying. I didn't wanna cause a scene, so I offered. When they came to order, they ordered a bottle of wine for 35 pounds and scoffed that I wanted a cocktail. I don't drink wine, it doesn't agree with me. The bill came to more than 100 pounds and they offered to cover the wine only. They didn't even cover the entire cost of the bottle. I'm going on holiday to Spain later this week and they presented me with some pesos they've had for 30 plus years from their honeymoon. I pointed out that Spain has been in the Eurozone for about 20 years, so I won't be able to spend them but they shrugged and called me ungrateful. They also gave me a gift basket filled with food that I'm allergic to. I checked the food basket online to see if I could exchange it for one I could eat and it was 21 pounds. I'm venting because the reality is I would have been happy with a 10 pound bottle of prosecco and some chocolates. But they got me stuff I can't use. They're getting my sister an iPad Pro over 1000 pounds for her birthday and they just bought my brother a car. Money shouldn't be an issue for them. My dad's a manager earning 72,000 before taxes and they recently inherited a hundred thousand pounds But it's not what they spent on me that bothers me. It's the lack of effort They've both turned six this year and I bought them an expensive trip away with all the extras Spa afternoon tea champagne in the room flowers dinner in a place They've always wanted to travel to it was meant to be a joint gift from myself and my siblings We're all in our late 20s, but i've ended up paying for all of it I just feel unappreciated like i've been taken for a mug and I ended the day on my sofa Cuddling my dog and having a little cry now this one is just terribly sad And of course I completely side with you op this one it's just a weird one again i don't know if you've done something wrong here your parents just don't like you why are they spending so much time and effort on your other siblings but not you did you sin in a former life i don't know the answers all i can say is that i hope you have some good friends that kind of can substitute in for your family and maybe it's worth just spending more time with them rather than your parents especially the fact that they're asking you to pay for meals on your birthday and choosing restaurants for themselves when they're spending thousands on your other siblings it's kind of nuts uh yeah maybe don't spend as much time with them i know it's deep but... It's pretty fair. I left the country to avoid paying child support for a kid I didn't want. I'd been with my girlfriend for a year at the time. We were both 22 and just out of university, getting started on our careers. One night she tells me that she missed her period. We got a test and it turned out positive. Mind you I was a bit surprised because I always used protection and she told me she was on birth control. We discussed this prior and we decided to hold off on having kids until at least 5 years later when we were both set, so I was sure we'd safely abort. I thought I'd just be there to comfort her and give her time to process what's happening but three weeks later she tells me she wants to keep it i keep pleading with her telling her i'm not ready and we're not going to be okay financially but she insists that this is what she wants and that we'll be happy i firmly told her i was not on board and she responded saying it was her sole decision and she'd made up her mind we decide to take a break from each other because of the constant fighting and eventually decide to part ways i speak with my parents about this and while i was initially planning to stay back and help raise the kid they convinced me that it's best if i leave the country The first is the ability the My father was a dual citizen of both the US and another country which I also inherited. We spoke to multiple lawyers and knew that I would be untouchable by US courts and there weren't any enforceable child support treaties with that country. The last I heard, she had a successful pregnancy and was reaching out to all our mutual contacts to try and reach me. I only disclosed this to a few close friends who thankfully didn't share anything with her. I do sometimes wonder what it would have been like to raise the child and I wish her well, but not having any say in the final decision and being forced into it still gives me nightmares wow there we go and in the comments someone has asked that means you can never come back to the us right and op has said no and i don't intend to that is just crazy i I do kind of get it from his perspective put yourself in his shoes he clearly does not want this baby what do you do look she's right it is of course her entire decision but from his perspective like he's kind of screwed here like what actually do you do in that spot run So what he did, can you imagine the kid gets on Reddit in about 15 years, finds this post from 15 years ago, goes, oh, this looks interesting. Ah, uh oh, oh, maybe this is me. That would be crazy. And um, I'm here for it. If I'm still doing this in 15 years and you are the kid and you found this video, perhaps comment down below. How are you getting on now for our final story of today's episode? This is something that I do like doing. It's been a bit of a negative episode, you know? A lot of sad stories, especially that last one. Kind of just tragic really that that whole situation happened. So to end off today's episode, I'm going to bring you a wholesome post. Have a little look at this. My friend ordered me McDonald's and I've never been so touched. I went to a friend's house earlier today to watch some football. We'll call him Brad. My friends do this sort of thing all the time. It's really casual and we just chill out for the day. Normally we order food, but today Brad made pulled pork sliders for everyone. I was diagnosed with a digestive disorder this year and have a really limited list of food that's safe for me to eat and i can't eat pork i ate before i arrived so this wasn't a big deal i was just planning on skipping them about a half hour after we get there someone knocks on the door delivering mcdonald's brad answers and brings the bag straight to me and goes i'm sorry i didn't know you were coming and i want you to be able to eat this is safe right mcdonald's cheeseburgers are one of my safe foods and i've mentioned it before it seems like such a silly thing, but it seriously touched me. A lot of the time, I feel like people don't take my digestive disorder seriously. And it was just really nice to have someone go the extra mile for you. I have never been happier to eat a cheeseburger. And there we go. Finally, some good stuff. I mean, that is just a lovely story because to be fair, you didn't have to do it. You said you're all right with it, but no, Brad's gone out of his way to just be a good man. And that is what we look for in friends. A good lad right there. I can't say that I empathize with you, but I definitely sympathize. I can imagine that a lot of people are just like, oh, digestive disorder? What does that mean? Just eat it, mate. It'll be all right. And that'll probably be extremely frustrating for you after a while. I completely understand that. So to have someone fully recognize what you're going through and the disorder you have, and then go the extra mile and actually buy you something that you can eat and then enjoy your food with your pals, that is simply class from Brad. Yeah. What a good man. Guests stole our Thanksgiving turkey. I'm confused and frustrated and I need to vent. We hosted Thanksgiving this year. Husband and I, our two kids, husband's siblings and nieces and nephews. And most importantly, husband's gravely ill mother. We're all at peace that this Thanksgiving and Christmas will probably be our last holidays together. It's been emotional and exhausting, but we really wanted to make a memorable day that everyone would enjoy. Our daughter Mary is visiting from college, and one day before she flew in, she says her boyfriend, Chris, is actually flying to our city to visit friends over the the break. Mary asked if he could come over for Thanksgiving. We've never met Chris before, but to be honest, we're not wild about him as soon as mary started dating him we started seeing some worrying changes in her our son who was just a couple of years older confided in us that mary is getting into the party scene largely because of chris we've tried gently bringing up our concerns with mary but she shuts it down and has started to pull away from us so because we didn't want to alienate her we said chris could visit but they'd need to stay in separate rooms she said that won't matter because he's booked a hotel room and she'll be staying there with him the whole weekend ah okay cut to thanksgiving and mary and chris arrive he's Not the greatest he makes a couple of rude or snide remarks throughout the visit and hits the alcohol way harder than is appropriate My family was in a very earnest mood if that makes sense Lots of emotion and he was just dismissive and flippant and cast a shadow on everything At one point everyone started telling stories about their favorite holidays at my mother-in-law's house when she would go all out for family parties My husband and I stopped working in the kitchen to join the conversation when we go back to the kitchen after maybe half an hour I went to check the turkey in the oven and it was gone i completely missing. I asked my husband if he did something with the turkey and he was just as confused as I was. We looked all over the kitchen and house and couldn't find it. We got to the living room and ask everyone if they know what happened to the turkey and no one knows what we're talking about. At this point I realize Chris isn't around. I pull Mary to the side and ask where he is because I don't want to jump to conclusions and make accusations. She said he had to leave to go and meet up with friends. I asked her to text him and ask if he knows what happened to the turkey and Mary kind of rolled her eyes. At this point it's dawning on me that chris probably stole the turkey and left at the back door while we were sharing stories with my mother-in-law But i'm just so confused why anyone would do something like that I can't bring myself to actually make the accusation out loud So we were left in the terrible position of having everything else ready, but no turkey We had to break it to the family that we had no turkey and everyone is confused and sad Mary said she had to get going to an event with chris which deeply disappointed me I told her as much and she just said she'll see us again later this weekend My in-laws went driving around to restaurants and grocery stores and pieced together enough stuff that we were able to have a meal much later than expected but it felt like the whole day was ruined everyone was kind of murmuring about chris leaving around the time the turkey disappeared but nobody actually wanted to accuse him out loud because it's such an explosive allegation and there's not actually any proof I'm just confused as to why anyone would do such a thing and heartbroken because my mother-in-law didn't deserve this at all At one point she teared up but pulled it together I'm also increasingly angry with my daughter But I feel like I can't say anything because she'll just pull away more and then a little update I was talking with my son today and he told me that last night chris started taunting him over text about the missing turkey So that settles it chris stole the turkey basically as a big f you to all of us My son didn't say anything at the time because he didn't want to make people more upset than they already were One of my husband's siblings is very mad at us for how things turned out and how my mother-in-law was disrespected." This sibling is not talking with us right now. I've tried calling and texting Mary, but she is so far ignoring me. That is all I have to say about this. Uh, I mean, the first thing that just brings to my mind here is what a weird thing to do. Why would you steal the turkey? I mean, I presume to go and eat it with your mates, but what a strange thing to do in your girlfriend's family home to steal a turkey at Thanksgiving. I- I've never had anything like it. And... I'm not that surprised. Can you imagine, first time meeting your girlfriend's parents, you're trying to put on a good show, you know, be polite, clearly failed be a nice person clearly failed don't steal the turkey yeah failed that one too uh, i don't know i feel like you've got to just leave it up to your daughter to eventually just realize that this kid is weird wow um let's carry on now before we get into our next story i have a very special announcement for you after an insane amount of demand from you guys i'm delighted to say that i've released some limited edition not today karen merch picture this you're out and about in the streets and a wild karen appears and starts confronting you what do you do well normally you have to talk to a witch like this however Get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it laugh and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. My son spent $2,000 on my debit card to go party with his friends in a different state. I'm beyond furious. When you become a parent, there are all sorts of moments where you wonder where it all went wrong, but this really takes the cake. He's 17 and me and his father are divorced but have a great relationship He's never seen us fighting or anything like that because he was young when it happened I've been 100% honest with him about it and it never seemed to negatively affect him Right when he turned 14 though, he started making my life a living hell Sneaking out to go and hang with girls, not doing his homework, stuff like that I've always been very relaxed when it came to the discipline stuff because my father abused me as a kid I would take his phone rather than keep him from friends or making it to where he had to come straight home after school But the behavior only got worse Up until a few months ago, I thought I raised a son from hell But he started getting better and we actually communicated like I wanted He blamed it on stress, missing his dad, he's three states away for work right now and other stuff Because he was starting to be so good I let him have a card attached to my bank account so he could spend money on stuff he liked That turned out to be a mistake however As when I went to go check on him at 7am after getting a glass of water He wasn't in his bed Of course, I start furiously calling and calling him But he's not answering I say I have several texts from my bank about various amounts being spent from his card I immediately disabled his card from my banking app. I'm gonna be honest here. I cried and cried the amount equaled to about Two thousand dollars and while i'm not exactly living paycheck to paycheck. It's really gonna hold me down I called his dad and told him what happened Then sent him a very long text of how I felt and how dare he freaking do this to the person putting a roof over his head He finally answered at nine saying he was over state lines and couldn't come home immediately when he did finally get home However, we had a huge altercation. I did throw stuff at him and told him to get out of my house I've never felt so out of control. I've never screamed and cussed as much as I did in that moment He said the reason he did it was because he finally got a legit girlfriend and wanted to impress her and the boys Apparently some of his friends are as old as 21 I don't know where he is right now and frankly I couldn't care less. I told his father he needs to fly down here and get him. I'm tired of putting up with abuse from my son and this was the last freaking straw. You sacrifice everything to give someone a good life just to get spit in the face and I'm tired of it. I've been calling my bank to get this all sorted out but I feel like I've just been stabbed in the heart. I, I don't even know where to begin with this one just a horrible thing for your son to do. The problem that you've got is how do you even deal with this? Like what do you do now? Is it even your fault that this happened in the first place? I don't know. Obviously there are different ways of parenting right you can go down the really strict route and you've got your reasons for not doing that and that's fair enough and often if a parent does that then their child will rebel against them and end up being worse than they would have been anyway so for me in my experience of my parents and what i think i would do with my children is be a pretty lenient parent and let them make their own decisions and fail for themselves and then you know at least they'll have common sense but i don't know clearly in this situation for whatever reason it hasn't worked and your kids seem to just have little respect for you if i'm honest two thousand dollars on your card yeah I would never, ever do that. I think the thing now is that you have to tell him that he needs to pay back the money, right? Sell a games console, work, do whatever. It might take a long time, but it's your money that he's stolen without asking. He has to pay it back. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman.
1: I'm Ali Alec Murray.
0: I've been telling people at work that I'm a Leo, I'm not, in an attempt to create a long con prank to prove to them that astrology is utter BS. But my plan is getting out of hand and I don't think I can follow through on my big reveal. I think astrology is one of the dumbest, most unscientific things you could possibly believe in. Honestly, I would judge someone less for believing that the earth is flat or being a Scientologist. At least Scientology has an established law of writing created by a limited number of people, whereas apparently anyone can write horoscopes for any small town newspaper and people will still follow their local little blurbs advice. Anyway, there's a group of co-workers at my job who are way into astrology. They're always talking about signs and compatibility it didn't work out because he's a gemini etc sometimes they talk about people at work and their personality traits based on their signs when they asked me i told them a fake birthday without even knowing the sign associated with it it turns out that based on this information i'm a leo they practically fell all over themselves telling me how much sense that made you have such a creative spirit or you're so generous or my favorite You're so vital like what does that even mean? We're all pretty friendly with each other So I thought it would be kind of funny to do this and then reveal to them later That i'm not a leo at all to see how they reacted and cover for themselves to justify their ongoing belief in magic star Influences well, unfortunately one of my bosses seems to believe that me being a leo makes me uniquely suited to work on various Projects and i've actually landed on some good opportunities because of it after a presentation to clients I was recently told that my leo spirit was really carrying the team through such a difficult deadline now i'm genuinely worried that someone is going to figure out my real birthday i work for a big company that has my real birthday in the system and there's a chance that some weird auto-generated public email or post somewhere will congratulate the october birthdays or something i'm basically caught up in a lie that's based on nonsense to begin with and i'm really confused about what to do I will probably never tell anyone at work this information, so I figured I'd tell a bunch of strangers on the internet in the hopes that I don't get found out and have some kind of weird disciplinary action taken. Imagine my boss firing me for pretending to be a Leo. That's such a Pisces thing to do. I'm kidding, but also help. Now fortunately, a month after this, OP posted an update. Let's get straight into it. Well, thanks to everyone for offering so much sound advice and all the sympathy in the comments. There were a lot of people adamantly defending astrology too, but thankfully the sensible, reasonable people were active enough to provide me with some pretty good ideas for how to handle this. Sorry, long post incoming, but a lot has happened. It's been about a month and things are just getting weirder, unfortunately. But I tried to do the right thing a couple of weeks ago after I worked up the courage I sat down with the original co-workers that I gave the wrong birthday to Without my boss who is becoming the real issue right now I basically told them hey something really awkward is going on with our boss And it kind of started because of a lie I told you guys a couple of months ago Of course when you openly admit to lying people get interested and the people at my job are really drama hungry So of course they immediately needed to know everything i'm paraphrasing here, but I told them So remember when we were all talking about birthdays and signs? I kind of told you guys the wrong birthday because i'm really uncomfortable with my sign I don't think it fits me at all now this was a good thing to say apparently because they immediately laughed so much and when i told them my actual sign they said that's such a your actual sign thing to do thanks to some helpful redditors who pointed out the astrology minded can do mental gymnastics to make anything work I've got to say op that is a very clever way of admitting that you gave them the wrong star sign because it's not showing that you lied It's just showing that there was another reason even though you are still lying right now So I told them that I always felt like a leo and I really liked a lot of the qualities that I read about them So I gave a fake birthday so people would like me more which they seemed to really understand They were really nice about it And I felt really guilty that I was basically lying to cover the lie, but i'm already in too deep So I told them, hey, this is really awkward for me because our boss is giving me more opportunities because I'm a Leo. At this point, one of them says basically, hey, you know what? Maybe Leo is your rising sign. Again, this is exactly what some people in the comments predicted and offered to do my chart for me. Feeling super guilty about lying to these nice people and I guess trying to connect with them rather than mock them. I said, okay, sure. We work remote a lot of days, but we actually made plans to meet back up at the office and then stay after we Finish work so they could do the reading. Is it called a reading? I literally don't know. It was super dumb, but I enjoyed it. We went into a conference room and we mapped out the whole chart. I had no freaking idea what was going on, but I appreciated the attention. Towards the end of the session, or whatever you call it, and mind you, this is like 8 pm by now, and at my job, that means freaking no one is in the building, especially with a lot of people still working remotely. Who walks past the conference room but my freaking boss? The one who's been fawning over my performance since thinking I was a Leo. I guess she'd come in to pick up some stuff or had stayed late. Who knows she comes in and sees the charts and my notes that I would taken about my birth time and stuff And since she's really into astrology, she gets all excited and goes. Oh, what's going on in here? And my co-worker who was a freaking g just saved my butt explaining that i'd lied about my birthday that I wasn't a leo But that I always felt like one but doing it way better than I ever could Essentially gaining so much sympathy for me and making me seem like this tortured misunderstood person Who felt like I was trapped in the wrong star sign? It was awesome and the vibe Vibes were good so my boss and my co-worker are going over my chart and it turns out that i'm not a leo rising but i am a gemini rising and that got them talking about how that was so me because i'm really social at work and i'm a multitasker and talkative and they basically forgot that a couple of months ago i was so a leo when i could sense the vibe was good i even made a joke like hey i know that you needed a leo helping out on those projects but i hope there's room for a gemini ha <laughs> ha She ate it up and was like hey, I think a gemini is compatible with the team we have now You obviously have already fit right in blah blah blah. So the work thing is no longer a concern But here's where it kind of gets bad again. My boss asked to take the chart home, which I didn't really think anything of, I guess, because I certainly don't care about it or want it. And then a few days go by and then it's the weekend. And then I log on to a Zoom meeting on Monday and she asks me to stay on after everyone has hung up. She goes, OP, I'm sorry if this is overstepping, but I know you're recently single. My daughter is close to your age, just finished college. And according to your charts, you'd be so compatible. So I'd love it if you would ask her out sometime. She kept saying no pressure, but if you know this woman She obviously was pressuring me and she's clearly too invested in her employees personal lives Honestly, I was so dumbfounded when she brought it up that I was basically speechless So that was about a week ago and since then she's had her daughter follow and dm me on instagram And email me and start basically flirting with me It's all pretty casual conversation, but she's clearly prepped her with things like you'd be perfect for him I've kind of still getting back to her because honestly, I think this is really inappropriate and the last thing I want to do is become more involved in my boss's life and certainly not with someone she's related to. This all feels pretty inappropriate, but I also feel worried about hurting feelings. So yeah, this is awkward and I'd argue it's perhaps worse than when we started. Help. Now, if I was boring, I would probably say something along the lines of, well, that's why you shouldn't lie in the first place. But I'm not. So instead, there's only one solution. Unfortunately, my friend, you are now locked in and you need to marry the boss's daughter. That's all you can do. You have to do it. You've got yourself into this mess. You have to follow through now. Ultimately, if you don't now start a family with this woman and stay with her for the rest of your life, then you are a disgrace. Um, Yeah, that's why you don't lie, kids. That is why you don't lie. And for those of you that might want to know my star sign, it's cancer. So get down in the comments and let me know. Does that make sense or not? And I'm definitely not lying about that trying to catch people out we'll never know let's carry on my husband is going to be either pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised when he gets home i'm not the best at keeping secrets so it's killing me inside and i wanted to let it out somewhere so here i am Yesterday I overheard my husband talking to his friend over the phone about how much he missed his mother's homemade meals We're both indian first-gen americans since we got married a little over a year ago and moved in together We've mainly been cooking easy to make meals We split the cooking 50 50 and keep our meals as healthy as possible while trying out different stuff but barely dipped our toes in our own culture's cuisine. There aren't any Indian grocery stores near us, so it's hard to find certain key ingredients, but we figured it was no big deal and gave up on the idea. I had no problem with it, but I didn't know how much he was craving my mother-in-law's food until yesterday. Both of our families live in another state, so it's just us two. So I decided to call up my mother-in-law last night to ask her for the recipe of my husband's favorite dish. Once I wrote down everything I needed, I tried looking for the nearest Indian grocery store. Two hours away. Yikes. However, I was in too deep to go back at that point So I woke up at 5 a.m Today about six hours before we normally wake up on the weekends and drove to the store to get everything I needed I made sure to buy in bulk so we could continue to cook more of our favorite meals for a while Once I got back at around 10 30 I made sure to check if he was still asleep before I brought the grocery bags in and thankfully he was so I hid the bags in an empty kitchen cabinet and acted as naturally as I could Obviously, I needed him out of the house So I called up one of his close friends to ask if he could hang with him for a few hours Which he was glad to do so now i'm home alone I'm currently working on the recipe my mother-in-law gave me and i've been struggling a bit, but i'm trying my best I really hope he loves it or at least appreciates my efforts in the event that it doesn't turn out that great I'm kind of nervous though. If this gets any attention i'll post an update and thousands of upboats later. It certainly did get attention So here is that update from just a few hours later the same day I'd finished cooking and sat in the table a mere 10 minutes before he got home So I started cleaning up the kitchen as I waited I had the pleasure of seeing his reaction as soon as he walked in since there's a perfect view of the front door from the kitchen He was instantly taken aback because the aroma of most indian food is very much distinct His eyes shot back and forth between me and the food for a few seconds before he asked what was going on He's usually very calm and collected. So it was endearing seeing his emotions written all over his face He reluctantly inched towards the food and once the realization hit him that it was his mother's recipe He wore an expression that I hadn't seen before his voice cracked And it turned into a sob when he thanked me and embraced me in a bone-crushing hug I'm still sore from it. He hasn't cried in front of me in months So I was just as much if not more taken aback than he was I was supposed to render him speechless and there I was at a loss for words I didn't expect him to react that way in all honesty and I found myself tearing up too He'd expressed that no one had ever gone out of their way to do something this thoughtful for him and it made my heart all mushy anyway After we both calmed down and sat down to eat, he could tell I was anxious about him trying it. So he reassured me that nothing could possibly ruin the night unless he gets food poisoning. But even then, he'd vomit his brains out with a smile on his face, he said. His jokes always lighten up the mood. So I was grateful for that. And as it turned out, he enjoyed it. Albeit my cooking could never compare to my mother-in-law's. He called her up and expressed how happy he was that he got a taste of home after so long. He's been in such a good mood since then and it really puts a smile on my face. I've never really gone out of my way to do something this extreme for anyone before, but I didn't even give it a second thought. Nor did I for a second regret the four hour drive. Even with these gas prices right now, I'm just happy that he loved the dish. And as many of you said, even if it hadn't turned out well, he still would have felt the same. I try my best to do nice things for him because he makes me the happiest wife ever. Also, for those curious as to what I made, it was Halim and Nan. He grew up eating it pretty often and my mother-in-law's food is to die for. I wish I'd taken a picture, but my phone had died by the time I was done cooking, probably because I kept hopping on here. And my husband was too eager to dive in to even think of taking a picture of the food. To me, that just made the moment even more special. Wow, there we go. What an incredibly wholesome story. That is one of the things that I love about r slash true off my chest. If you've never come across it before, yes, I would say the majority of things are inherently negative because you're admitting something anonymously that you wouldn't say in real life. But then also there are stories like this, which is just fantastic and, you know, uplifting. And you can sense, the apprehension in op's voice in the first post but look amazing story amazing gesture by the way and uh yeah just a it went well see this comment on screen right now is exactly what i mean a kind and helpful mother-in-law a supportive and grateful boyfriend this can't be reddit Seriously though, so cute. That's the thing. The majority of stuff on Reddit, let's be honest with each other, is quite negative, especially when it comes to familial stuff. But this story was fantastic. My family seemed disappointed I beat my illness. My little nephew confirmed my suspicions. I am a 47 year old man and I was diagnosed with cancer about six months ago. I don't know what happened, but I was misdiagnosed. It wasn't malignant as the initial diagnosis. Anyway, I'm recovering. Now I don't know why, but it felt like my mum and sister weren't all glad about me recovering. I didn't make a fuss, but but I told my girlfriend about my observation She told me not to worry and that they were probably still in shock We were invited to my mum's house last sunday And that's when my nephew who was 12 was a bit angry and blurted out something about him thinking he was going to be rich soon Because I was sick It felt like a gut punch i'm child free So I don't really know when people start being buttholes, but it felt like he's still too young for that So the next explanation is that he's heard the adults around him say it. I laughed and looked at my family They pretended they didn't hear only my girlfriend watched me in horror I asked my nephew why he would think he would get rich when I have my girlfriend He was confused. I saw my sister turn around at that announcement. My girlfriend spent the rest of the evening holding my hand, caressing it. Mum called the day after and she was dancing around the subject, trying to find out more. I Never discussed my will with anyone, but what were they expecting? I've been with my girlfriend for 13 years She's the love of my life and my family. What the frick is going on? I'm changing my will excluding my nephews who I thought I would leave some for It's going to charity instead Imagine that you get diagnosed with cancer and your family are literally waiting for you to die so they can benefit from your will How could you ever look at them the same that is disgraceful good on you op for even getting rid of your nephew from the will I don't care that his family was saying the same thing. He's 12 years old now He's more than old enough to think for himself and that is just disgusting. I found out my boyfriend baby trapped me I am an 18 year old woman and i'm currently 24 weeks pregnant with a baby boy I've been with my 19 year old boyfriend since I was a freshman and he was a sophomore true high school sweethearts We have that picture perfect small town relationship of the head cheerleader and football captain even down to winning homecoming king and queen nearly every year i'm in my last year of school and since i've been pregnant it's been really really difficult i'm doing dual enrollment courses through college too so i'm supposed to be graduating with my associates when i graduate high school i'm extremely exhausted both mentally and physically i really wouldn't wish this on anyone i've been terribly sick everything makes me feel sick i just want to sleep all the time and now people are staring and whispering constantly since i'm showing Last night I was over at my boyfriend's house and we decided to bake some cookies just for the heck of it And I was craving something sweet He didn't have any cookie dough So I thought we could look up a youtube video and make it from scratch He added me his phone and I typed in how to into google The first thing that comes up is literally how to baby trap a girl I didn't know if this was some kind of joke or what I clicked his search history went way back and saw a whole list of searches Like how to tamper with birth control pills how to increase sperm counts how to track ovulation just All kind of weird searches. I just showed him his phone and asked what all that was about He laughed and just said plain as day. Well, I wanted a baby. I was in complete shock I asked why he thought that was a good idea And if he actually did anything that these searches suggested he said that he did and the reason why he did was because he thought We were ready to start a family. I'm absolutely fuming at this point and I just left to drive home He's texted called everything trying to talk to me, but I don't even know where to begin. I'm so mad I mean, I don't know the legality here but surely that has to be illegal surely op you can now go to the police with the evidence that you have from these searches or i guess try and voice record him confessing to what he did like that has to be illegal right if you do know anything please let me know in the comments down below but surely tampering with birth control pills that has to be illegal leave this man immediately my dog's previous owners tried to get him back and now i'm traumatized my husband and i adopted a dog after learning he has severe anxiety we haven't left him alone while my partner or i go to work. He goes to daycare. We do weekend activities and walk him after dinner each night We don't even go out to eat unless we can bring him and we just sit outside in my opinion I think we are decent owners He's currently in training and on meds for separation anxiety recently. We went semi-viral for a post I won't go into specifics for privacy reasons. My account was tagged and shortly after I got a dm The user a karen went on to explain how she found me and after stalking my profile She could see we lived in the same county apparently her and her husband were remote workers but soon were required back to the office. The dog, now my dog, the one I adopted, was being left in the crate by this Karen and eventually had started to destroy his crate. And when he broke free, he destroyed their apartment. She goes on to say how she is back to being a remote worker and would like the dog back. Having the time for him now She sent pictures of him to prove everything she was saying I told her they made the right decision Understanding they didn't have the time or resources But I'm not a foster I adopted this dog And he's mine I told her I'm sorry She regrets giving him up But dogs are lifelong commitments And I'm not going to give him back Just because she And I quote Had him first She went on to tell me What a horrible person I was And how she had the dog Since he was eight weeks old And she's practically the only mum he's ever known I again told her no Then finally blocked her Two weeks pass and i'm home alone with the dog when I hear someone jiggle the door handle and then start pounding on my door I saw on the camera a man I asked him what he wanted through our security app and he told me to open the god dang door The dog followed me into our back bedroom where I locked the door and grabbed my husband's firearm I'm still on the app and I tell him i'm armed and if anyone tries to come into the house I will use it. He needs to leave now and i'm calling the police. He's just yelling open the door. You freaking female dog I know who you are. I felt physically sick He said my name. I call 911 and text my husband to come home now. I tell the operator I'm 14 weeks pregnant and someone is trying to break into my house, but I'm armed. For five minutes, he continues to pound on my front door. I'm watching through the app, making sure he hasn't broken in yet. The longest five minutes of my life. The cops came shortly before my husband got there. I watched the whole ordeal through my phone with my husband screaming, where's my wife? Police pull the guy to the side to which he claims we'd stolen his mum's dog. The dog, the freaking dog. I'd gotten paranoid after listening to a true crime episode of a woman cutting a baby out of another woman's belly police told him that was civil matter but trespassing was not we were asked to be one of press charges and we are i'm still so shaken as to how we figured out where we lived was i being stalked since then i've changed all my social media handles and now i'm just waiting on what happens next wow first of all i'm so sorry you went through this this sounds horribly traumatic uh, i can't actually believe that someone would go through these lengths. For a dog secondly this guy He needs to be locked up for a very very long time You're so right about the rules of adoption But none of that really even matters at this point Simply this guy has come and threatened to you know do crazy things to you on your property surely that means that he's getting locked up for a long time at least i hope so my boyfriend smashed our television set in anger when his football team lost i am a 29 year old woman and i've honestly never been so scared in my life my sister is letting me stay with her only her and my brother-in-law know what happened I've never seen anyone so furious over something so small. I'm going to end our relationship because I can't stay with this man who destroys things over a loss, especially with me cornered in the room while he's yelling and smashing. I'm ashamed, but for a second, I thought I would die. It was so scary, and though it was on Friday, thinking about it now still makes me cry. It wasn't over an American football team. I live in the UK, and we are Southampton supporters. I don't know a thing about American football. Now, the reason I chose this short story to include in this episode is because I myself I'm a big football fan in the UK. I'm a big Chelsea fan, one of the biggest teams in this country. If you didn't know, just last week, I actually went to Milan to watch Chelsea away against AC Milan in a truly wonderful game of football. (laughs) So as you can probably tell, yeah, I do get sometimes quite, you know, emotional when watching football, let's just say. However, there's a difference between being really into a sport and this, which is just ridiculous and bordering on abusive. OP, you should never ever feel ashamed when someone is literally smashing something in front of you because of a game of sport. I mean, that is truly ridiculous. It obviously was so scary get rid of him now so far this episode has been quite negative i will say but that is not the case for all stories on r slash shoot off my chest so i've chosen this one that is very wholesome to end off today's video today my wife met my girlfriend i a 32 year old man am a widow my wife passed away from pancreatic cancer five years ago she was forcibly behind our two kids ron who is 10 and harry who is seven my wife was the absolute light of my life We were high school sweethearts went to the same college and got married after graduation. We were inseparable every day I fell more in love with her It was like my heart was living outside my body when she passed the amount of pain I was in was indescribable I prayed to go to sleep and not wake up just so I could see her one last time I even contemplated meeting her but every time I was ready my kids would look at me They had her face her personality her dna I couldn't leave them they were all i had left of her it took years before i was able to function normally again i even quit my job and lived off of savings and her life insurance for about a year i was half the dad i used to be and only a fraction of my former self two years after her passing i decided enough was enough and i kicked myself into gear I found a job in a different city closer to my parents. I packed my kids up and I moved life was hard But I kept dragging along and eventually I found some joy a year after moving I took a business trip to New York where I met my current girlfriend Lila while I acknowledged there was chemistry I told her I was already married and she understood However, a few months later. I had to go back to New York where we met up again I let my guard down for the first time around her before I knew it She was putting in a transfer for my home branch and moving to my city i fell in love with her and i asked her out a year ago next month my kids adore her and though she reminded them she will never take their mum's place they lovingly call her mama l today was the anniversary of my wife's passing an extremely hard day for all of us this morning i walked into the living room to find lila and my kids waiting for me the kids were dressed in their church clothes with goofy smiles on their faces and bouquets in hand Apparently, Lila came up with the idea of a picnic at my wife's grave, an idea that the boys loved as they enjoyed going to see their mum. While I was sleeping, they prepared food and flowers, then insisted on wearing their best clothes. I'll admit that I cried at the sight of them. I don't know how I got this lucky twice in a row. I wanted my wife to meet this amazing woman, so I asked Lila to come along, and she did. The day that I dread every year turned out to be a humbling reminder of the reason why I stayed on this planet. To my lovely wife you can never be replaced but she is good to me and she takes care of our kids like you would thank you for sending her to me and now we have a little update from op i already had a profound appreciation for my girlfriend before i made that post But the comments gave me an entirely new perspective the night after I made that post I took my girlfriend out to dinner and I can't explain it But the light I was viewing her in was different everything she did that night gave me butterflies She was showing me pictures that she took at the aquarium with my oldest and I couldn't stop staring at her in that moment I came to the conclusion that I was going to propose a lot sooner than I expected a few days later I went ring shopping with her mum, who was very excited and we found the perfect ring I then made a reservation at her favorite restaurant for last friday and set the big day in. motion long story short i'm getting married again as some of you said promotions can wait though after looking at her wedding dress I may need a promotion to financially recover. I'm excited to start this journey with her and my amazing kids as i've said before I am so lucky I hope you all find your own Lila and thank you again. So there you go. As you can see, not every story on this subreddit is inherently negative. I mean, that is just such a nice story. So wholesome, so sad, but it's amazing how life can change in just a small period of time. And yeah, I do agree with you. You've been very fortunate to meet someone else who is pretty much as amazing as your wife was. I found a $650,000 treasure when I was a kid. So i've never told anyone this outside my wife, but it's been a few years now So here goes when I was 12 I found a bag containing rare coins worth over six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This was 96 97 ish in winter after school A lot of the neighborhood kids would meet at a nearby pond to play pond hockey for me The easiest way to get there was to cut through the parking lot of some businesses at the edge of town through a half mile Or so path in the woods one day I'm walking down and I see a black leather bag laying next to a tree It was kind of frozen. So I put it in my duffel bag and brought it with me. When I got home, I opened it and saw a pair of motorcycle boots and two airline tickets. I thought the motorcycle boots were so cool. I was a WWF fan at the time and they were like the boots Shawn Michaels wore. They were too big for me, but I definitely saved them for when I was old enough to ride a motorcycle or wrestle. With the airline tickets, I thought I was rich. They're expensive, right? I took them to school and told everyone I was now rich. A teacher let me know they were actually boarding passes from earlier travel that's worthless. Oh well. I forgot about the bag and Boots after that, and they literally sat in my closet for 20 plus years until my parents decided to move to a smaller house. They asked me to come by and clean out my former closets. There were lots of books, baseball cards, and trinkets from childhood to go through. I came across the black bag, which I hadn't thought about in decades. I took out the boots and noticed the bottom of the bag had a zipper. I opened it. There were some empty sheets of legal pad paper crumpled up. Below them was a plastic sleeve with six gold and silver coins. 4 us and 2 canadian i quickly googled these and saw crazy prices ranging from a couple of thousand dollars to over a million i didn't tell anyone as i figured that they were fakes but i brought them with me on my next trip to new york city and went to a few coin hobby shops i was getting offers of five to fifteen thousand for the set but the last guy i went to said two of the coins in particular were ultra valuable and could go for much higher at auction so that's what i did The auction wasn't until a year later and ended up being virtual due to COVID. But altogether, I received $646,000. After fees, that meant $525k, but obviously I had to pay taxes on this as well. I hadn't told my wife because I wanted to surprise her, and she was shocked when FedEx showed up the next day with a check for half a million. I never told anyone because I was afraid someone would say that the coins belonged to them, but it's now been 25 years, so I figure I'm good. All right, first of all, you are one lucky geezer, that is nuts. 650K from something you just happened to find and come across. How lucky are you? Secondly, I'm not entirely sure where I stand on this uh, from a moral perspective, given that the things weren't yours and it did seem like you stole the bag, but it has been 25 years, you say, Um, so I guess it's okay? I think the truth is though, and you know this yourself, as you said at the end of your post, if the original holder and owner of these coins came along and found you like that would still be their money, right? Their property surely. I don't know Let me know how you feel about this in the comments down below My wife went out last night and didn't come home until this morning. This is horrible I'm furious right now, but i'm also depressed as hell. I know what I have to do It's just killing me that I have to do it. It's fresh and it hurts a lot My wife didn't come home last night She went out with a couple of girlfriends, which is pretty normal for her She's normally back around 2 a.m on these nights. So I waited up around 2 30 I called to check in. She answered and I could hear people in the background. She told me they went to a party but were leaving in a couple of minutes. She wasn't home by 3 though so I texted. It delivered but no reply. Around 4am I called again. It rang a couple of times before she sent me to voicemail. My wife finally came stumbling through the door at 6.47am this morning. I know the exact time because I was worried. She was wearing a dress she didn't leave the house in with mesh leggings I've never seen either. The leggings had clearly been torn and her makeup was smudged. My my heart sank when i saw her my immediate worry was that she'd been assaulted she only shook her head no when i asked her that i asked her what she'd been doing then she only said that i knew what she'd been doing and that kind of confirmed what the voice in the back of my head had been screaming since she walked in my wife cheated on me last night I asked her who it was. She shrugged almost casually and said it was somebody they met at the club. She went back to his house and hooked up with him, then Ubered home. She then said she didn't want to fight and just wanted to sleep, so that's what she did. She's still asleep now and didn't even take a shower before passing out. Suffice to say, our relationship is over. We don't have any kids and we rent, so it shouldn't be an extremely complicated process. I keep trying to reason myself out of it, pretending there might be something to salvage here. I've always maintained that cheating would be a red line for me though. I think I need to stick to that now. And then just a couple of days later, we got the following update from OP. Me again, folks. I'm sorry I didn't get around to this sooner. I wasn't able to get the date off work yesterday because my boss kind of sucks. I was a complete mess at work though, so I was allowed to take the rest of the week as vacation, thankfully. I think I went through all the stages of grief while my soon-to-be ex was sleeping. I wasn't expecting my post to get any attention at all. I just figured I needed to try to talk to someone about it because I was not in a good headspace. I made the post in the morning, and by noon, she was still conked out in the bedroom. I'd processed things a bit more, and I had a rough plan in my head that I was starting to set in motion. I made a short list of questions I wanted answers to, gathered up all my important documents, laptop, etc. Then I went into the bedroom and started packing myself a suitcase. I know a lot of folks on Reddit wanted me to kick her out, and I did consider it. But honestly, I'm not overly attached to this place. We just rent, and I'm in a lucky enough situation to be able to say that paying half the rent for a few months isn't going to financially end me. Yeah, it will sting a bit, I won't lie, but I'll make it. And I feel like being around this place is only going to remind me of her anyway. I need to be looking forward, not back. She ended up waking about halfway through me packing my suitcase. There was a momentary confusion as she looked around the room, then she just started bawling. Maybe this is awful of me, but I didn't bother comforting her. I told her I had the screenshots of her Uber and text messages from her phone, and that plus her confirmation was enough that things between us were completely done. She didn't answer me, and just cried louder. I debated trying to continue the conversation, but I decided to just pack the rest of my suitcase and head back out to the living room until she came out. When she finally left the bedroom, she sat next to me on the couch and asked me if we could talk things through. I told As calmly as possible, that wasn't how things were going to work. I was going to ask questions and I wanted honest answers. She told me she'd be honest, so I proceeded. My voice was shaking the entire time. It was taking me everything to hold it together, but I kept going. Was this the first time she cheated? She started crying before she answered that, then told me no. She cheated on me multiple times over the course of our relationship. It was, and I'm going to use her words exactly here, just sex, a way for me to let off steam, none of it ever meant anything. I wrote a comment shortly after making my post that all the love couldn't just fade away in one swoop well it can it hit me right then that i wasn't dealing with my wife the person i was married to literally wasn't in the room this was someone different she refused to tell me exactly how many times she cheated just more than last night next question had she used protection no hesitation from her before she nodded her head emphatically she seemed surprised i'd even asked that i'm still gonna get tested just to be safe i did some research into timing and i'm going to look after it were her friends also cheating on their spouses yes and no i tried to get her to tell me which of her friends were cheating so i could get in contact with their spouses she probably should have told me because her refusal led to me messaging pretty much the romantic partner of every one of her girlfriends i could find on social media there are a couple i don't know or couldn't find but i did my part and finally why did she do it this was the answer that gutted me the most i'm going to use her exact words again I need to have sexual variety i told her that it's not like our sex life is dull but she clarified it's not the same as something new i didn't even have a response to that one i'd expected something about me working too much or not supporting her emotionally nope she just screwed other guys because she felt like it and wanted to have some fun when i didn't respond she started asking me about counseling and therapy i reiterated that our relationship was over i'd be leaving what she did next disgusted me My ex actually tried to have sex with me. She put her hands on me and started trying to take off my clothes. I felt like I wanted to vomit and pushed her away after a couple of seconds. She just kept telling me that she would figure out a way to fix it, that we'd work through it together. I told her there was no way and she started bawling again. She went to the bathroom and locked herself inside i was just sick of everything at that point i called her mother and told her what was going on the full story too the cheating the questions i'd asked and the fact i was leaving i've always had a good relationship with my ex's parents they both decided to drive to town which is about an hour for them Once I knew someone was on the way, I just grabbed my things and left. Her waterworks in the bathroom were just annoying me because it felt hollow to me, especially given the answers to my questions. I ended up packing another bag before I left and took all the things that I could think of that I felt sentimental attachment to with me. I found a parking lot and sat in my car until I was able to get in contact with a buddy for a place to crash. I tried to take a nap, but I was running on way too much adrenaline. I knew when her parents had made it to the apartment because she started calling me. When I didn't answer those, she started texting she'd gone from sad and crying to furious. Apparently I'm a freaking POS for telling her I'm everything. Whoops. I'm not sorry. I've received roughly a hundred texts from her since leaving. They range from name calling all the way to begging me to come back to sending me pictures of the food she ate for some reason. I haven't responded to any of them. I feel like I said my piece before leaving. So that's where I'm at now. We didn't have joint finances, so that part was easy. I canceled all the subscriptions that go to my credit card just to be sure and changed all my important passwords. I'm crashing on my friend's couch for the next bit but i've got some feelers out to sort some short-term rental places until i can find something more permanent i've got feelers out for a divorce attorney too a co-worker of mine had a recommendation so barring something better i'll probably go with them i also wanted to say that i was shocked at how supportive everyone was on reddit and thank you for that truly from the bottom of my heart it isn't easy for me to talk about emotional things with people close to me this was an invaluable venting place for me Thank you all so much. And there we go. Back down to earth with a uh, sad story. I mean, look, at least the ending is somewhat positive, I guess. And it does, again, show the power of Reddit and how supportive it can be as a community. But wow, what a tough one. Like the lack of remorse as well is the most brutal thing in this. When your wife was just like, you know what I did. How do you even take that? Good for you though, I will say, for getting out of there and not taking any more of this BS from your ex. It's crazy how only after she realizes that you are going for real does she actually show some emotion. Because doing that, coming home at like 6 and then just saying, yeah, you know what I did, Uh, I'm going to sleep nuts my husband saved my life and our son's life and doesn't know it when i was about 24 my daughter was five and me and my husband got into it because of a disagreement about our daughter my husband was going to take her to the park but i said she has to read with me she was just learning then she can go to the park She was very upset, and my husband walked the dog while she read to me. She finished, and my husband was still walking the dog, and she was mad that I stopped her park session. I said, why don't we go? iPhones were just becoming big, and my husband and I had one, so I said we can text him, and he can bring the dog too. And she said, "Mummy was mean, and she only wanted to play with daddy, and it's more fun when mummy is home, because mummy is mean. I don't remember the exact words, but they were something like that. I just told her I was sorry. I went upstairs into our bedroom, then I cried for a bit. I grabbed my antidepressants and poured the whole bottle into my hand. I have a picture of me, my husband, and our daughter on her first day of school. And I stopped and grabbed it and looked at it. I just said at their faces for a while. I remember I was thinking about how happy they're going to be when I'm gone. Mummy won't be around to be mean to everyone just her and daddy playing all day then my husband came upstairs and asked her where's mummy and then i heard him coming upstairs and i put the pills back into the bottle and then went into bed to pretend i was napping my husband asked if i wanted to go to the park with them i said no because our daughter says i'm mean and he's fun he said i guarantee if you go to the park and play with her she'll forget all about that She's five. She probably doesn't even remember what we had for breakfast this morning. I said I was tired and he told me he really wanted me to go. So I said, fine. I went to the park and we built sandcastles and I pushed her on the swing and I even swung with her. We went down the slides and everything, but I'll never forget this moment. We were swinging together and she said, I'm Supergirl," And I picked her up off and held her like she was flying and said, here comes supergirl to the rescue and she was laughing and giggling then we built sandcastles again and she said i love you mummy i said mummy loves you too and gave her a nice smooch on the cheek that is one of my favorite moments in life my husband was right i found out three days later i was pregnant this was five years ago if my husband didn't make me go to the park that day i wouldn't be here and neither would our son or our other kids i'm a mother of three now and i'm planning on asking my husband for a fourth Nobody knows this story. Wow, there we go. What a way to end this episode. I mean, that is a close call. If your husband had not gone up those stairs, unbelievable. I guess, if anything, it just shows that even in your darkest moment, you're not too far away from a lifetime like this. The difference, you know, the juxtaposition between that moment and even that same day when you went to the park and had a great time with your daughter is crazy. Let alone the fact that now you have an amazing family. You're going to have your fourth kid, hopefully, in the future. All of that could have been lost in that one moment. Such a sad story, but also so happy at the same time. My 19-year-old sister is getting married to her high school teacher. My younger sister is getting married to her 36-year-old high school teacher in a few days and everyone seems okay with it She graduated a year ago and they told us they were dating almost immediately after the graduation I was shocked and angry, but everyone around me was happy and supportive of them The teacher divorced his wife two years ago and started paying attention to my sister He spoke to her after class regularly and paid special attention to her studies I thought this was weird and talked to my sister about this But she told me he was helping her because she was the best student of her class Which she was a few months ago only a few months into dating. They announced that they were engaged I tried talking to my parents about their age difference and stuff, but they didn't want to hear it I talked to my sister and she told me she's happy and that she loves him. We live in a small town with a tight knit community and everyone else is supporting their marriage. I'm feeling useless right now and I'm angry at myself. I was unable to protect my sister. I feel like I failed my duties as an older sibling. I hate everyone around me. How do they not see what's going on here? Now, the amazing thing about this post is that that was posted on Reddit 11 months ago, but just four days ago, we got an update. I wanted to share an update on my sister's situation since it's been a year and the situation has changed significantly in a positive way. Since the marriage a year ago, I've made it a point to talk to my sister regularly on the phone that I gave her. A few weeks in, her husband started pushing her to be in a traditional wife role, which created a wedge between her and her friends. But I made sure to keep in touch and to visit her once every month Her husband did not like that, but he tolerated it to keep up appearances to deal with my frustrations I joined a gym and started working out Luckily, my boss at my job turned out to be a great lady who listened to me and gave me a lot of support and advice She told me I could call her when I needed help and became my mentor and an older sister I could lean on while also paying me well some months into the marriage her husband managed to domesticate her completely She stopped going out almost entirely and had very little independence and he tried to start separating my sister from me however As I kept a good and consistent relationship with her, he wasn't able to do it. A couple of months ago, he started hinting to my sister about wanting kids, but I kept repeating to my sister that she should not have children until a few years into marriage. Last month, he told her directly that he wanted children and my sister told him that she wanted to wait. He started pressuring her to get her contraceptive implant removed. So last week, I went back home to talk to him. I always try to be polite to him whenever I visit their home so that he doesn't have any ammo to try to separate us. During conversation, I brought up that he was pressuring my sister to get her contraceptive implant removed. It escalated into an argument with him saying that he had a right to have children with his wife. When I didn't back down, he got frustrated and took a swing at me, which didn't connect properly. I didn't hesitate in punching him back in his face. He fell backwards and started howling in pain. I wanted to do that since this whole ordeal started, and it was satisfying. I think him hitting me was my sister's wake-up call. He called the cops and told them that I assaulted him, Fortunately, I made sure to record everything whenever I visited their home I used my apple watch for this and it's a great tool for stealthy audio recording I called my boss and told her about what happened and she promised to send a lawyer just in case when the cops arrived My sister took my side which surprised her husband with me being a woman and with the recording the cops also took my side The lawyer arrived after that and I told her husband that I was taking my sister with me He tried to protest but the lawyer warned him that i would press charges if he stopped my sister from leaving he reluctantly let her go and she's been staying with me for the last week my parents were furious when they found out that my sister left her husband they did not seem to care that he hit me probably because i stopped talking to them i am still talking to my sister about what she wants to do and will probably start divorce proceedings in a few days Her husband and my parents have been trying to call and get her to come back But i've made sure that she doesn't talk to them without me presence throughout the whole thing My boss has been super helpful and has been giving my sister advice about what she could do next I know that i'm super lucky that my sister managed to wake up so soon and that i've had support from people like my boss Throughout the whole of last year. I was worried about how my sister was going to end up But I am elated now. And there we go, guys. To be honest, I can't really quite believe that this got as far as it did. Now, obviously, the outcome is positive. But I just don't see how it got there in the first place. How was OP the only one to see these clear warning signs when they were going on? It shouldn't have taken this long for everyone else to realize just what was going on and how weird and creepy and just downright i don't know manipulative it all was thankfully op was the one that stepped in and and made his sister and everyone else eventually aware of the terrible things that that were happening here but the fact that it took so long is incredibly worrying i will say your sister is very lucky to have a sibling like you and also a big shout out to your boss for helping as well your parents being furious (laughs) is actually mind-blowing thank the lord That you stepped in and did something now for our next true off my chest post i could have ruined a relationship 10 years ago so in high school i was in my first relationship he was my first everything and i would say i was in love with him even for years after our relationship ended We broke up when I was 18 and he was 20. Shortly after, he started dating a girl who is now his wife. One night, close to the end of my senior year, I was at a party and I needed a ride home. I couldn't drive for obvious reasons. And the only person I felt I could trust to get me home safe was him. So I called him and he came and he took me home. I guess I confessed how messed up I was about the breakup and him moving on so quickly. Like the years we were together meant nothing to him. Like the pieces of me I gave to him were worthless in his eyes. He didn't say much, just walked me to my door and made sure I got inside safe. He texted me to make sure I drank Gatorade and had a leave ready for me to take when I woke up. Two days later, he called. He said what I confessed was eating him up and he wanted to see me. He wanted to meet up at a place that was special to us and talk. The place I lost my virginity to him. I immediately said yes, so we made the plans. The day of though, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that to his S.O. I cancelled and told him I couldn't break someone else the way I've been broken. He understood and we never spoke again. Now for years I regretted it. I always wondered what if. One day he sent me a message. Thanking me for saying all I said to him and for refusing to see him. He said I forced him to grow up and learn how to treat people who loved him and loved them right in return. Two days later he was engaged. I locked myself in my room for two days and cried. When the two days were over, I felt a weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt free of him, of my want for what I imagined life with him would be. I am now married to a man who adores me and have a beautiful daughter and another on the way. I'm happy, I'm successful, and I'm loved beyond my wildest dreams. And I'd like to think I'd have none of this if I decided to hurt another woman. I made the right choice and I have no regrets. And there we go, see some stories on here can be quite positive, let's be fair. I thought this one wasn't gonna end well, but thankfully it did and it seems that for pretty much everyone involved in this story, op your ex your ex's now wife and your now husband and family op it's just the best outcome so uh, yeah overall good stuff a positive true off my chest my brother keeps stealing my lingerie and i don't know what to do for some context i am an 18 year old woman and i have two younger brothers jake who is 15 and henry who is seven my mom is in berlin right now on a trip so i'm babysitting the two for this week it pretty much started this morning during the morning routine I wake up at 5.30, have my breakfast and such, then I wake the boys up at 6 so they can have their breakfast before they go to school and before I head off to college myself. However, this morning was different. I went into Jake's room to find my lacy bra right next to his bed. Shocked, I obviously confront him, saying, Why the heck is my bra in your room? To which he meekly replied, Oh, uh, it was put in my washing. I know for a fact that it hadn't just been put in his washing. As one, I do the washing. And two, I did not put this item in the wash as it's somewhat fragile. After he left for school, I did some more investigating, and I found several pairs of my bras, underwear, and even some socks. I have no idea what to do. I messaged my mum to ask what the heck this was about and to tell him off, but all she had to say was along the lines of, boys will be boys and how he's at that age if you get what i mean and if i had a problem with it i should just buy him a dirty magazine what i told her several times to consider how i feel in this scenario that my younger brother is stealing my lingerie and such to do who knows what to she basically though stuck up for him entirely and even blamed me for it and i don't think i can convince her otherwise i just don't know what to do or to feel am i making this a bigger deal than what it is am i overreacting what the heck do i do okay look i do understand the phrase boys will be boys in in general right but there's a limit isn't there i get it it's a tough age growing up you know you're learning about lots of different things let's just say that and understanding yourself i get it but uh surely at this point you say okay we get this as well you know from your mom's point of view i get this son but You can't just go around stealing your older daughter's bra. Like, that isn't actually allowed. Yeah? It's a tough time for you working things out. No worries here for you and all that, but there are limits to it and you you can't do that. Surely that's the thing to say. Not, oh, just buy him a dirty magazine instead and that will stop him. And even blaming your eldest daughter for it. That is just a little bit insane. How about this? Take all your mum's underwear and all her bras and stuff. Give that to your brother and then see how your mum likes it. That is the solution here. I told my boyfriend it was his fault his son was in critical condition. Yes, I'm a heartless female dog. Apparently, my grandma died on April the 26th. She was my best friend. She's the first real loss I've experienced I am shattered about it on April the 29th. My boyfriend's son was in a major car wreck He and his friend were drinking and his friend got behind the wheel and drove Thankfully, they hurt nobody but themselves but his son's best friend died and his son was in critical condition as any parent can imagine. My boyfriend was very stressed about it. In the middle of me grieving, I'm doing all I can to be there for my boyfriend. I spent the first two days at the hospital being supportive of him. I went home on the third day to take care of our house, do laundry, clean up, take care of the dogs, so my boyfriend didn't have to worry about it. I came back to the hospital to deliver dinner to my boyfriend. I wasn't going to stay because I still had to do laundry before going to work the following day i dropped off dinner and my boyfriend says oh you didn't have to bring dinner i already ate i was slightly annoyed because i just wasted gas and i wasn't planning on staying thoughtlessly i said well i wouldn't have come if i'd known i realized my mistake immediately and apologized but my boyfriend yelled at me in front of his entire family to leave and called me a dumb female dog I left without argument because I knew it was wrong of me to say that. So today I'm home finishing laundry, etc., and my boyfriend comes home to take a shower. We get into a huge argument because I couldn't stand how he was talking to me. My grandma just died and instead of me grieving I'm trying to put all that to the side and be selfless and split time at the hospital and take care of things at home So my boyfriend doesn't have to worry when he gets to leave the hospital Apparently it wasn't good enough for my boyfriend He insulted me and called me a dumb fat female dog told me i'm selfish told me nobody cares about your grandma or your feelings Nobody cares that she died Obviously you're alone because you don't have a support system where are all your friends to add i moved from alabama to colorado and have struggled with keeping friends the majority of my support system is in alabama it's a point of pain for me aside from that but i do struggle with my weight due to medical issues i'm really not that big I could lose 40 pounds and be back to my expected bmi anyway so at this point i saw red and shouted you raised your son to think drinking and driving was okay and now his best friend killed himself and put your son in a critical condition your dad of the year now i knew that was screwed up but i can't take it back i'm just so fed up with the insults i'm fed up with how he's acted since she died before his son got in a wreck and I'm sick of him acting like my grieving was no big deal. Neither of our pains are comparable or invalid. Aside from that, but he is acting like I'm the bad guy for not staying at the hospital 24-7 like him. I was trying to do normal adult things so he didn't have to, when I'd rather lay in bed for eternity. I'm the jerk here, but I don't care. I'm fed up with my pain and sadness being ignored. Yeah, I think you gotta leave, OP. Sorry, I mean, I could I could go wishy-washy on this and, and talk about the actual story in and of itself, but... For me, it's pretty clear. You just got to get out of there. You two don't get along and that's because he's just not a nice person and is quite selfish. Don't get me wrong. A horrible spot that he's in, of course. However... He is completely undermining everything that you've gone through. And uh, maybe it's harsh, but there is merit to, the, to what you're saying, right? It was your boyfriend's son and his son's friend's fault that they got into this situation. Whereas I don't think it was your grandma's fault that she died. That uh, You know what? I'd probably rescind that comment, but I can understand why you've said that in the heat of the moment because it, it does actually make literal factual sense. Of course, it doesn't remove from the fact that yes, you're both grieving in, in your own ways and, and you said it yourself, you know. One person's grievance doesn't undermine the others, and they're not comparable, etc. But still, you're being nice here, he's being horrible. Moral of the story I think you gotta go. I found out the hard way yesterday that my wife is a serial shoplifter. I came home yesterday to find the police at our house. My wife told me that she'd made a very poor decision. Her claim was that she went grocery shopping but forgot her wallet and for whatever reason decided it would be a good idea to just leave with the groceries and come back to pay. This went about as well as you may have expected. It was also a lie. They caught her by catching her plate number on camera the officer issued her a summons for 6th degree larceny, shoplifting, and a court date a couple of weeks from now. A few hours later, the house of cards fell apart. The police summoned her to the station and told her that the supermarket has biometric cameras, and they matched her face to two previous incidents this year where she loaded up bags of groceries and just walked out the entrance. They had a total for each incident right down to the penny. She admitted to it, but then lied again, saying it was because money was tight, It isn't we aren't rich, but she has a joint credit card with thousands in available credit on it I was sitting next to her as she said it, but I kept my mouth shut In the end, they are submitting for a warrant on two additional charges same as the first internally I wanted to completely blow up on her what she has done is going to cost me Thousands in lawyer fees for certain and for her possibly her career. I'm so beyond angry right now I did not go off on her though. I did my best as the stoic, supportive husband. Reaming her out would have accomplished nothing positive. I've already been researching lawyers for her this morning. I think I found a good one, one with a strong public service background with the town. I'm hoping that she can end up with just a fine, community service, or possibly even continued without a finding. I'm also going to be looking for therapists to try to help the underlying issue. The toughest part for the lawyer is going to be that she's already admitted to everything to the police. She can't tell me why she did it there very well could be dozens of other incidents i don't know about she did say she'd done it at least a couple of times long before we met words cannot begin to express my level of frustration right now i've spent years trying to put us on a better footing only to have her kick me in the financial nuts with this incident i barely slept last night and i doubt she did either okay and there we go you know what guys i know that op is obviously trying to help out someone that he, he loves a lot it's his wife I get that from my perspective, I just don't know if I could be with someone like this Like if if I find this out about someone and it's easy for me to say because you know, i'm, I'm not I don't have a wife I've not been in love with someone for x amount of years like like op has and probably has a You know crazy life together or whatever. I just don't know if I could do it anymore for me Stealing is literally the lowest of the low. It's such a like it's such a bad thing to do I don't even care who you're stealing from even if it's a massive company with x trillions. I hate it like, it's something that I will never do. I never have done. Even like from, a you know, your corner shop, stealing a suite. I'll never do that. I just don't understand it. I think it is literally the lowest of the low. So if if someone is doing this in my life, the amount of respect that i instantly lose to them is mental. Now, I do like, OP, that, you, that you're saying you're trying to help and that you're going to go through therapy and all that. What I don't like is that you're saying that you want to try and find the best lawyer possible. I understand it. But ultimately, I really hope your wife gets punished for this. It's disgraceful. It really is. Um, Look, I rate you posting it online because it's a pretty kind of horrible thing to talk about. And I, I know you're looking for advice and all that stuff. But from my perspective, I'd say really, I would have to question being with this woman. Sorry if that's a little bit too harsh. It's just what I'm thinking. Never warn anyone if they're about to be fired. It creates a dangerous situation in the workplace, especially for women, and I will never do it again. About two years ago, I was inadvertently made aware that one of my co-workers was about to be fired that Friday. We will call him Carl. Apparently, Carl had made a habit of annoying the wrong people and making misogynistic comments in front of his female supervisor. Surprisingly, that's not what actually got him fired. What finally did Carl in was the fact that he stupidly chatted up some powerful guy's wife at a company social event the week prior rule number one for company social events never ever ever be too chatty with random women stick to the people you know you never know who she's married to and how powerful and insecure her husband may be i only found out about carl's pending firing because my job duties required me to spend a lot of time around upper management my proximity to the halls and offices of upper management allowed me to overhear a conversation about his pending firing and since none of the upper management personnel was aware that i knew carl personally they spoke freely about him right in front of me they laughed for several minutes about everything involving carl from his mediocre work ethic the chatting up somebody's wife incident his wardrobe and the inappropriate misogynistic comment he was accused of making in front of his female supervisor i basically sat there stone-faced and disinterested To hide the fact that I knew Carl personally. It must have worked because they kept going on and on about just how mediocre he was. When I was finally able to sneak away, I consulted one of my buddies for advice. I told him that Carl was getting fired on Friday and I asked if we should warn Carl. This was on a Monday afternoon and we both agreed that despite Carl's many flaws, it would be the decent thing to do to warn him so that he can start his job search a few days early huge mistake the next day tuesday arrives and we invite carl out to lunch after we're all done eating we break the news to carl We tell him that we caught wind that he's getting fired on Friday and there's nothing he can do to reverse it We also advised him to start his job search immediately and to call out sick on Friday So that they're forced to fire him over the phone Versus humiliating him by having him escorted out by security on Friday, which is standard procedure We also made him promise to keep a low profile the rest of the week and not make it obvious that he was aware of his fate a promise that he only kept for the 20 minutes it took us to drive back to the office, because within minutes of arriving back at the office, he stormed into his female supervisor's office and accused her of hating men, sabotaging his career, and actively working to get him fired. We weren't present for this part of the story, but apparently, after storming her office so aggressively, she asked him to leave immediately. When he refused, she literally screamed for help that is when several people with an earshot came running to see what was taking place when they forcefully removed him from her office he took off running to hr but in the midst of all of this chaos his supervisor panicked and pulled the fire alarm assuming that he was running off to get a weapon to come back and harm her with i was completely oblivious to all of these events so when i heard the fire alarm i assumed it was a normal fire drill everyone on my floor casually exited the building via the stairwells but when we made it outside we were greeted by several police vehicles arriving and cops literally running full speed into the building. That's when we were all told to go home for the day. I was still completely oblivious that all of this was for Carl. I actually found out later on social media that Carl triggered all of the chaos. The next day, I also found out that when the cops were searching the building for him, they found him sitting outside of HR, waiting for the fire drill to end so that he could file a complaint against his supervisor. He'd assumed it was a normal fire drill as well, He had no clue it was his supervisor that had pulled the alarm on him because she was afraid of him becoming an active shooter. He was fired on the spot. Didn't even make it to Friday. And this is why I would never tip anybody off ever again. Lesson officially learned. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I don't really get why you'd want to warn Carl about him being fired. He doesn't seem like a nice person. Why would you warn someone like this? that's that's what i'm getting at unless you're mates uh you you said that he's actually quite a nice guy or something didn't you you said that he's actually not that bad but he's misogynistic and clearly has anger issues right i just don't really know why it would be on your interest to, to say this to him in the first place let alone thinking telling anyone about them being fired because uh, yeah you're, you're risking a big reaction like this and to be honest how would you react if you were told by a co-worker oh yeah by the way you're getting fired in three days you probably be pretty irate and and want to go get answers and not really care anymore and go off the wall so in that to that respect i don't really blame Carl for his reaction but yeah just a weird thing to do anyway tell someone they're going to be fired it's not really much of a warning anyway three days what are they going to do go and get a new job in three days i highly doubt it so i know you're saying that you'd never tip anybody off ever again i wouldn't have done that ever in the first place what do you think would you tell someone if they were as unhinged as carl i don't think i would have done my parents asked me to learn how to clean and bury corpses it's been over a month now for the civil war that happened in my country sudan things have been going downhill ever since and so is my patience and mental health it's been 21 days of no electricity and water and our food in the fridge or what's left of it is all spoiled and rotten we're running out of cash and i don't know how to run things anymore The stores all around us are closed, and all of our cash got spent on buying water from the milk fan. We can't afford milk because it's way too expensive, and we need the cash for both my mother and dad's medicine. The RSF forces are robbing all the nearby houses, and it's only a matter of time before they reach ours. I can't imagine my mother getting assaulted, or my dad getting shot to death. And there are only 10 hospitals in the country, and they only treat the military forces and announce the dead civilians. I figured we have to flee to the States, but I fear we might get killed on the way. And with no income and my dad being 80 and mum being 50 and weak, it's up to my 19 year old butt to hit the streets and find a job. But no one is hiring, not even a maid or a babysitter and I never imagined that one day I'd go from being a medical student to a panhandler in the streets. Yesterday, it was 2am when a bomb hit the airport, and it lit up the whole sky and shook the house and broke all our windows, doors, kitchen utensils, and ornaments. My mother sat down and talked to me about her will, and that if she dies, she wants things to go according to her will, and that I should learn how to do Guzul al-Mayat, as i'm writing this tears are stinging my eyes and her words keep circling my head and i just want to bury myself and relieve myself from all of this but my parents have no one but me to support them and i would do anything for them and i would sacrifice everything for them even if it costs my happiness and well-being now guys for those of you that don't know like me i've just looked it up there guzal mayat is performed on a deceased muslim it's usually carried out by family members who are the same sex as the person who has died It involves washing all parts of the body with soap and water in a specific way while maintaining privacy and dignity." Pretty much, Opie's mum is saying if the worst comes to the worst here, you might be the one that needs to know how to do this. Wow. What a just, frankly, disgusting thing to hear. Oh my goodness, me, That is just, uh, yeah, wow. I mean, the first two stories were, were pretty tough. This is just horrific. Absolutely horrific. I'm, uh, what can I say other than that? I'm just so sorry, OP, that you're in this situation. I really hope that everything going on in, in Sudan improves as, as quickly as possible. And there are no more deaths. Sadly, it seems unlikely, but goodness me. That is just a tough story. Where do I even begin with that one? other than saying I just yeah i completely can't believe that you're in that situation sometimes when i when i'm you know a little bit upset about things in my life or i'm like oh it's not as good as it should be i think about things like this i'm like okay you've got it pretty good my friend and let's be honest the majority of us doing this right now you know the fact that you're even able to listen to a podcast or watch this video the fact that i'm able to record it in peace is an absolute blessing that is a crazy story I'm going to be honest. Those first three stories have been pretty negative. And, and some of them, some of the, the the stories that you see on True Off My Chest are quite negative. You know, they're anonymous for a reason. So for that reason, the next two stories, the next two posts I'm going to narrate in this episode are going to be positive. All right. We're going to change it up. I'm going to find some happy ones. And we're going to end this episode on a good note. Here we go. I've been reverse pickpocketing my parents for years, and I think I'm addicted to it. When I was younger, I noticed how excited my mother would get over finding money on the ground or in the wash, even if it was only a dollar. Once I was a bit older and had a job, I realized that I had money I could spend however I wanted. My parents didn't really like receiving random gifts when it wasn't a holiday or birthday, So I started sneaking ones and fives into their wallets bags and even coat pockets It made me so happy to see how excited my mum would get even though it wasn't much money And sometimes my dad would bring home candy with the surprise extra money I'm an adult now and I still live with my parents They let me live with them super cheap even though money has been a little tight the last few years They don't like it when I just give them money to help even if they pay me back So I've started reverse pickpocketing 10s and 20s. My mum gets especially excited and tells me about all the money she found. My dad doesn't vocalize that he found it. He just brings home ice cream or fast food for the family. The problem is I can't stop. It's not putting me at a detriment because they don't charge much for rent, but I'm worried I'll get caught soon. I'll probably stop once our financial situation is a bit better in a year or so. I just absolutely love the smile it brings to my mother's face and the smile my dad has when he surprises us with a special treat. It's worth the twenty to thirty dollars every paycheck. I don't do it too often, but it's been going on for so long, I think I'm addicted to it. And then we go, that is more like it. That is the sort of story that I absolutely love. Super nice of you. And you know what? I also completely rate your parents so highly. The fact that your dad doesn't even want to say that he, he found the money. He just, he's almost embarrassed by the fact that he's found it and just immediately goes to spend it on the family straight away, giving them a treat. Is so nice. Your parents are clearly lovely people. Even in financially hard times, they still don't want any help from someone like you, their child, who's actually doing pretty well for themselves it seems just very kind people around a lovely family an amazing selfless thing to do op yeah that's more like it a great story and the good news is we've got time for one more and now for our final story of this episode my little brother sent me a meme that made me cry he's almost 13 and i'm in college sometimes he comes over during the weekend and depending on whether i have free time or not we go catch a movie visit the city plan activities or hang out in my room and play video games there's been times when i had so much to study that we couldn't leave my room at all He plays games on my laptop i have a gaming one so he's able to play more recent games and i cook meals for us he sent me a meme it was a random shot from a movie in which a guy was walking away visibly sad the caption was pov 12 year old me leaving the bro's house after having the best weekend of gaming and watching movies with him it made me cry during class I know he treasures these moments with me and we're also going through some rough moments in our life. I'm doing my best to be by his side because I understand how important it is to have a support system. He's been more open to me about a lot of stuff and I feel like our relationship has grown deeper since I moved for college last autumn. I love him to death. And there we go. What a way to end the episode. You see, see what I mean, guys? I don't know. You let me know in the comments down below. Do you prefer the, the tough, chew off my chest stories the stories which i'll be honest i kind of feel like are suitable for this subreddit the ones that this subreddit was kind of made for you know speaking anonymously really asking for help or just saying something terrible that's going on in your lives or the lives of people around you i think that's kind of what the subreddit is for you know if you're getting something off your chest it's normally a negative thing however Those past two stories make you feel good. So let me know. What do you prefer? I accidentally caused a war between my family and my brother's wife's family with one innocent text message So my brother's wedding happened two days ago and it turned into complete chaos Which I know about even though I wasn't there. You might wonder why I didn't attend the wedding if it's my brother's Well, it's because of his wife's family He did send me an invitation to the wedding because he wanted me there But his fiance told him i couldn't attend because i had a boyfriend you might be confused but i'm a man a bisexual man to be exact and i have a boyfriend who i wanted to bring to the wedding she said that even though she doesn't have a problem with that and he doesn't have a problem with that her extremely religious parents who already forced her to do the wedding in a church would most likely banish us from the wedding and cause trouble between our families After she told him that, my brother told me I couldn't attend and told me why. You might think I was angry, but the truth is, I was relieved. I hate going to big events with lots of people because of my social anxiety, and I was already used to not being able to attend certain events because of my sexuality, so it was nothing I haven't heard before. The day of the wedding, I stayed at home with my boyfriend. It's worth mentioning, my parents apparently didn't know that I wasn't attending the wedding. I was chilling at home cuddling with my boyfriend when I suddenly got a text message from my parents Asking me where I was as they couldn't find me at the wedding party I told them I wasn't attending the wedding and if my brother hasn't told them that They said no and asked me what happened now. I didn't see any reason to lie here So I sent them a text message telling them exactly why now I have to admit I don't know exactly what happened after that because they read it and didn't reply But why do they care in the first place? They didn't notice I wasn't there before until the wedding was pretty much already over. They only noticed when the wedding party started. However, apparently my parents talked to my brother about it and all of a sudden my absence was the main topic of the wedding party. From what I heard, two fronts formed. On the one hand, my parents and the rest of my family against the family of my brother's wife And apparently he as a husband now felt compelled to take her side and try to argue in her favor It's crazy to think that I was just sitting at home living my best life with my boyfriend While all of that went down at this wedding The wedding party was ruined and my brother appeared at my door Angrily screaming at me as to why I felt the need to ruin his wedding I was confused and asked him what happened and he told me everything I told him it wasn't my intention I just told our parents what happened because they didn't know and wanted to know where I was and I thought that he told them beforehand He screamed at me that I ruined his wedding. I told him it's not my fault that he wasn't honest with them I just respected their wish to not attend the wedding I couldn't have known it would go down like this because like I said I couldn't attend several events before because of my sexuality and my parents never said anything about it So I thought it would be the same thing here But I gotta admit it's kind of sweet that my parents and the rest of my family stood up for me They haven't done before that's a more than welcome change However, I still kind of feel bad because apparently I really ruined the wedding party Right. Well, first of all op you did absolutely nothing wrong I get why you feel bad, but come on You can't have too much guilt for literally telling the truth. You were asked the question by your parents Why aren't you here? You told them the exact answer. What you know, you can't be blamed for that it's just what happened. The people that really ruin the wedding party are, well, actually, your brother as well, to be fair. Your brother, his new wife, but most importantly, his new wife's family. I mean, come on. It's just homophobic. Simple as that. Homophobia ruins weddings. I've said it for a long time now. And it also rips up families. I mean, that actually is the truth. So, uh, yeah, if anyone's to blame, it's definitely not you. I've got to say as well, I mean, I know I kind of glossed over it there as well, but I've got to say, your brother is p- behaved terribly in this. First of all, how about... Don't marry someone whose whole family is homophobic. Second of all, don't use that as an excuse to not invite your brother to your own wedding. Like, honestly, I don't even know who's worse here. The wife, your brother, or your wife's family. All pretty awful. I'll just say that. Right then, now moving on to something a little bit more heavy. My husband died thinking our kids didn't love him. My husband and I, both in our mid-40s, met in college. He was the sweetest, kindest, most helpful and supportive and overall best person from the time I met him until his death We have three kids, two girls, 22 and 18 and a 16 year old boy He was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer a year and a half ago and succumbed to it three weeks ago Everyone was devastated Our kids have been struggling a lot and I'm barely hanging on myself He was the glue that held everyone together and my rock for over 20 years. Our oldest daughter is especially having a hard time. She's expressed guilt and regrets over not spending as much one on one time with him, and it's been hitting her hard. A few days after the funeral, I went to visit his younger brother, who was 38, to check on him. He was very close to my husband and also lost his wife a few years back and was pretty much alone outside of his parents while also looking after his 12 year old twins. Besides me he probably visited my husband the most in hospital. This is where things get devastating My brother-in-law confessed that one day while visiting more towards the end of his life My husband expressed that he felt like his kids didn't love him and will have an easy time getting over his death He said he actually was happy that it was him dying and not me Because if it were me, then it would be four people mourning. Whereas he felt that with himself dying, they'd be sad for a bit, but would get over it. And would just be there to help me grieve. This absolutely killed me. I wish you could see how much his children miss him. I can't even imagine being in his position and feeling like your kids don't care. I cried heavily when my brother-in-law told me that. When our first daughter was born, he was so happy to be a father. and wanted to be the best dad he could. As the years went by and we had all of our kids, they seemed to gravitate to me, and he noticed. It's not like he didn't try, he was very involved. He went to as many extracurriculars as he could, would try and hang out with them and constantly told them he was an ear if they needed to talk, but it seems like they only wanted to hang out with me. If I asked to go to a one-on-one lunch, they'd go, but if he did, there was always an excuse. They'd tell me something important going on in their lives, and when I told their father, thinking he knew, he was oblivious. I was always posted to their social media accounts for mother's day and my birthday while he wasn't He always felt left out and would make small joking comments that hinted on how he felt without expressing it fully I just brushed it off as him joking. I'm even more distraught now I feel so much sorrow for him feeling that way I'm also starting to wonder if I demanded their attention and took any away from him It's weighing on me heavily and I have no idea how to even move forward Especially since my oldest daughter actually expressed regretting not spending more one-on-one time with him It's been hitting her hard and she's been staying with me since his passing She's been a wreck just like me and has said I hope he knew how much I loved him and it kills me to know that he didn't know I hate Everything wow and this one really hits hard. I mean I said it's gonna be heavy goodness me That is truly tragic. All you can really hope I guess is that in your Your husband's kind of final state where his mind and body are not going to be at their best, clearly. I mean, dealing with an illness that eventually killed him. Maybe he wasn't thinking clearly and and perhaps he didn't actually think the things that he was saying and it was kind of just an, an end of life thing. I don't know i'm trying to give you something to hold on to ultimately I, I can't really blame anyone here it is kind of a fact that you know a lot of children do favor one parent over the other like you know in the same way that you favor one person over the other just in general just because they're your parents it doesn't mean you have to love both of them exactly equally or get on with both of them exactly equally not not love i'm sure that your children loved both parents you and your and your husband equally but you know you probably get on with one parent a little bit better and it just happens that way yeah uh, i don't know what to say you're gonna feel terrible about that kind of wish you'd never heard it i guess but i feel like you know you know at least that despite the fact that he felt that way it isn't the truth and i think you have to take solace in, in that fact i mean don't take away from the fact that it's incredibly sad and there's nothing i can really say to, to shoot that it's heartbreaking nonetheless let's move on now for our third true off my chest story I accidentally fell into a family with my best friend and it's the best thing to ever happen to me I do want to leave this anonymous because I know my now girlfriend lily is on reddit and I don't know if she'll see this I had a very rough childhood growing up I didn't have a dad and my mum was never really there because she had a rough battle with health issues and got hooked on Narcotics. I had friends growing up, but I had my best friend since I was 12. Her name is lily we have been extremely close due to our childhood issues and we'd always been there for each other We had talks of being together but got cold feet because we were scared if it didn't work We couldn't recover from that when I was 18. I didn't really want to go to college school had never been for me So I went into a trade I work long hours But it's been worth it and I make solid money right now for my position I'll come back to this in a bit when we were 19 lily got pregnant with her boyfriend The dude somehow managed to avoid child support payments and broke up with her and hasn't seen the kid once in his life Complete deadbeat makes me disgusted. Lily was scared, but I told her I would be here when she needed She didn't have parents that would help but I told her i'd help where I can when the kid gets here Lo and behold she gave birth to a beautiful little girl named kelsey. I was there when she was born and it was a Weird moment. I don't know how to explain it, but I did feel happy for her Now we're 21 and ever since then this little girl has had me wrapped around her finger I've done my round of the diapers bottles middle of the night screaming, etc Every day I get home from work We sit there and we watch her little shows and we spend a lot of time together as the three of us as well When we walk she grabs my pointer finger with her whole hand because it's so little She stands up and kisses me on the cheek after I change her And she loved her snuggles where she just lays on top of me with her head laid up against my chest as of recently she's begun speaking she's been calling me daddy i've been feeling really weird about it lately feeling like it's not right and that someday she needs to know the truth i talked to lily about it one night and got her opinion on it she sat there with a slight grin and then she came up behind me and hugged me she said you're the best dad she could ever ask for and then proceeded to tell me we'll worry about talking to her when she understands As far as she is concerned, you are her daddy and you are to me as well. I turned around and hugged her. We had a long talk about what's been going on lately with us as we've been engaging in not so just friends activities. And she just said, I like this. I like our family. I just kind of froze for a second, asked her, is this what we want to do? And she followed up by saying, I think we've been doing this for a while now. And then laughed we had a great moment and agreed to be a family i told her i needed to run to the drugstore for some diapers for kelsey on the way there i burst into tears i cried for maybe a good 30 minutes i don't even know how to describe what i was thinking and feeling but i was happy i just know that there isn't a thing in this world i wouldn't do for those two it feels like i can relax and reflect on everything that's happened at this point but also i don't i basically have a family i'm looking out for Like, no matter what happens, I have people who will depend on me and something like that makes me want to be the best man I can. In about another year, I will have my official license for my trade, giving me a substantial pay rise and a new job that I've already lined up. I've already started looking at houses and rings. We've also talked about having our own once I get my license. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I wanted to share it with someone. However, I don't really have those people in my life. And there we go. That is the beauty of this subreddit. You go from the lowest of lows in the previous story to the most wholesome of wholesomes in this one. Just a great read. Like, that is just a brilliant story. I've loved every second of that. What's great is that, you know, you're clearly both very sensible people, you and Lily. And the fact of the matter is, you had this discussion a long time ago and thought, maybe not, not at this time, but eventually you just fell into it. And it's worked out magically. And yeah, I mean, realistically, reading through this, I don't know you guys, obviously, but reading through this, it does seem like that is, that is, you know, it was meant to be. You're made for each other. And uh, if it's working so well right now, yeah, why not make it official? Keep it going. Enjoy your lives and, and have your own kid. Class story. However, we do have time for just one more, which might not be so wholesome. Just a word of warning. And now for our final true off my chest of this episode. My husband is cheating on me with my best friend. I'm honestly not sure where to start, so I guess I'll just start. My husband and I have been dating since I was 19 and he was 22. We've been married for six years now. We have two kids and I'm six months pregnant with our third. Two years ago, I found out my dad has stage three colon cancer. My dad is my only parent as my mum passed away when I was 12. He's my favorite human and life without him doesn't seem as colorful. His laugh is contagious and he gives these big bear hugs that seem to make all of your broken pieces feel like they're perfectly in place again. Whenever I've had a hard day, he doesn't poke and prod and just lets me vent and listens. About five months ago, we discovered the treatments aren't working for him. And in direct quote of the doctor, he said, Months, not years. Since then he's gotten progressively worse and now is losing memory He looked at the dog he got me on my 21st birthday and said Wow, that's a nice dog. Where'd you get it? My husband has been my absolute rock He's been there for me holding my hand and helping me through this He's been so loving and attentive to both my kids and I don't get me wrong. I'm a mother first always I don't allow myself to wallow My kids are still loved cared for played with and I haven't let my load slack around the house Once my dad got his updated prognosis my husband encouraged me to quit my job About a month later we discovered we were pregnant again and I still hadn't let go of my job I kept holding out for some reason after finding out I was pregnant again He ensured me it was still okay to quit my job That honestly it would save us a small fortune on daycare costs anyways So I did I quit my job my best friend and I have been friends since diapers. Her family is like my family and vice versa. My mum and her mum grew up together. We've always been solid and right after my dad's appointment when we found out he had so little time left, I drove straight to her house and she held me while I cried for hours. If there are soulmates in friend form, she was mine. Thick as thieves is what my mum used to say. This morning as I was up with my three-year-old, he's sick, my husband's work alarm was going off. He has a few he sets, so I turned that one off and gently woke him up. He said he was up late working So he took the morning off rolled over and went back to sleep as I went to turn off the remainder of his alarms I saw a text from my friend on his lock screen that said i'm assuming since there hasn't been an angry pregnant lady on my doorstep You haven't told her about us yet time froze in that moment I took his phone and walked away and just read their conversations Four months, this man has been screwing my best friend. Four months, these people have been lying to my face. And I know what you're going to say. You should have seen the warning signs. But I've been clutching this phone in my hand for two hours and nothing. He's been so loving and attentive to me, but he always has been. So kind and gentle. There have been no late night work nights except for once in a blue moon. No lingering touches between them or even glances. They act as they have since the day I first introduced them. How sick is it that she calls him her brother, but she screws him? I know so many people get a moment of clarity in situations like this, but I have none. Aside from being sad about my dad, I haven't changed. I'm still a loving wife and mother. I still doted on him and my children. I talk to him about how he's doing and how was his day every freaking day. I haven't allowed the ground to swallow me whole. I know what I have to do now, but I just don't want to. I'm about to lose my family and my support system in one blow. I'll confront him tomorrow. Today, today I just need this last 24 hours of peace. As for her, I won't give her the satisfaction of a response. I don't care why she did it. She did it and it's done. I was always the friend who cleaned up her messes. After today, I will cut her out of my life like she never mattered at all this has to be the hardest storm i'll ever weather but dang it i know i'll sail through it if not for me for my children my brother-in-law called me the one who got away in his speech and my husband is very hurt and it's all my fault i don't know what to do i think i've done serious damage to my marriage before it even began i met my husband through his brother chris who i had a crush on in college I never was clingy or never acted on my feelings And I never really allowed myself to get too close to him because I knew that my feelings weren't reciprocated Chris knew however that I had a crush on him or at least he felt it He would always say that I was gf material and how he wouldn't want to lead me on He wanted to have fun before that he would say this to others But he even once said it to me on two occasions He texted me saying he had feelings for me only to apologize later and retract his words But on christmas four years ago He texted me that he was in love with me and wanted to take me out on a date He said he was done playing around and wanted a relationship He was invited to a new year's eve party that my then roommate and I had He told me he wanted to talk to me then when he came to the party. He had his brother with him Chris spent the party going out of his way to ignore me and later I saw him making out with my roommate and they spent the night in her room I decided there and then that i'll drop it enough is enough Next morning, he told me that he screwed up saying I screwed up bedtime. Yeah, and he apologized during the party I got to know his brother who was the opposite of Chris He was shy and hated attention and he was just the best and soon after he asked me on a date We're married now and our wedding was last wednesday. I want to make two things clear I never went beyond a crush with chris and only after I fell for my husband. Did I understand what love really is? he is everything to me and i love him more than anything i never told anyone about my crush and when i met my husband i didn't tell him either chris wasn't happy that i was seeing his brother and he's been cold towards me ever since even when it got serious between my husband and i chris held a speech on our rehearsal dinner and basically outed everything and ended with how he regretted not asking me out sooner and how he will always regret it It was very awkward afterwards and nobody talked and on our wedding day My husband did everything to act normally and he made sure everything was as planned But I could feel that he was hurt and angry after the party He asked me if I loved chris and if I dated him for that reason I started crying because it's absolutely not true We started dating and then we became friends and I made sure it was him I wanted before committing and I never loved anyone like I love my husband I told him all this and more and I apologize so much for not telling him everything in the beginning I thought it was my own private matter and I didn't feel the need to discuss it with a then stranger to me when our relationship evolved I just never thought Chris was relevant and my crush seemed a silly thing now It's back to bite me in the butt. My husband is very sad and barely talks to me We're leaving for our honeymoon in two weeks and he's barely speaking about it the thing we both waited for with so much anticipation and longing I don't know what to do I can't turn back time so I don't know what to do wow what a story to get things started I will say that none of this is your fault at all none of this is your husband's fault at all I completely understand why he feels the way he does it's all on Chris I don't know what's wrong with him clearly he's just a bit of a player but saying that now potentially ruining his brother's marriage is crazy like fine have some regret if you want Ultimately the regret is only down to you and your actions You are the one that messed it up in the past or I guess just didn't even want to do it that much I don't really know but to do that now years later and potentially mess up an actual proper relationship Something that you've clearly struggled to find is pretty disgusting. I'm not gonna lie now Hopefully your husband gets over this pretty soon I really think he will but nonetheless this sorry excuse for a brother-in-law that you now have Maybe you just distance him. Maybe that's what you got to do and just All you can do really is prove to your your husband how much you love him and don't rate his brother I was kidnapped by my childhood best friend and her mum without realizing it My mum suggested I could share my story to raise awareness But the truth is that if it wasn't for her I probably wouldn't have even seen this as a kidnapping If you expect a dramatic story filled with abuse and torture I'm gonna have to disappoint you I think it's not a bad idea to share my story And since I love Reddit, I've decided to share it here I figured that this sub might be the best one to do so. So let's get to the story This happened when I was in elementary school Like for most children at that age boys and girls were somehow rivals me and my best friend. Let's call her lisa However, single-handedly destroyed that stereotype. She was pretty much the exact female copy of me Our interests aligned so well that we quickly became best friends the day it happened I asked my mum to stay at lisa's house for the night. She said yes, and I packed the stuff I needed I was only prepared to stay there for one night, but one night turned into a week. When I arrived there, we had a great time playing video games, doing roleplay with our toys, and playing hide and seek at night. It was a lot of fun. The next morning, I prepared for my mum to come and get me, but this is when Lisa's mum told me that my mum had called her and told her that I had to stay at their house for a bit longer. Being the naive young child I was, I didn't question it. Yeah, I was confused, but this only made me realize that I could spend more time with Lisa, so for me, it wasn't a problem This was at a time where I didn't possess a smartphone, so it's not like my mum could have just called me I stayed there for an entire week before I started to question why my mum hasn't come and got me yet I wasn't allowed to leave the house either I was only allowed in the house and the garden outside When me and Lisa played outside, a neighbor saw me and called the cops it turned out that my mum had filed a missing report at the police station because I'd been missing for a few days. Well, my mum actually tried to get me after the first night. But when she tried to, Lisa's mum told her that I'd already left and that apparently I told her I wanted to walk home when she offered me to give me a ride. Lisa's mum was such a sweet person that no one would have ever suspected her of doing something like this. So even my mum figured that someone had to have kidnapped me on the way home So she filed the report the police reunited me with my mum and I was confused as heck I had a great time there. Yes I was a bit worried why my mum never got me but I couldn't understand back then why Lisa's mum was arrested This happened during summer break and I didn't see Lisa again during the vacation And she also didn't appear at school on the first day. I've got no idea what happened to her Right now, I assume that this incident ruined their reputation so much that they moved away and I never saw Lisa again. Like I said, not a typical kidnapping story. It was all so sneaky that not even I as the alleged victim could tell that it was one. But my mum insists that it was a kidnapping. So yeah, that's it. I still don't know if labelling myself as a victim here would be right because I just don't feel like one, but that's just me. Okay, I just need to make this abundantly clear. You were kidnapped. Kidnapping does not depend on a location, Uh, and you also were the victim. Now, if you have fun whilst being kidnapped, that's one thing. At least you weren't getting tortured and you had a pretty good time with your mate. However, think of your mum in this situation. She thinks you've been actually, well, I mean, you were kidnapped, but she thinks you've been probably taken by some random guy. And this mum has let you walk home alone. I mean, terrible. And then imagine when she finds out what actually was going on, that you were just locked in that house. For a week neighbors calling the police on lisa's mum it's actually insane um yeah i feel like i understand why you don't really think it was that bad and you don't didn't even call it kidnapping for a while but the fact of the matter is this woman took you away from your entire family and kept you locked up inside a house that is kidnapping but uh yeah I-, I guess you had fun whilst it was going on okay then now moving on to the story that you've been waiting for now i'm not gonna lie i've had a little look at this it's absolutely hilarious uh it's well worth waiting for and as you can see by the title and thumbnail if that's anything to go by you're gonna enjoy this here we go my boyfriend won't stop saying i'm about to cam during sex And i don't have the heart to tell him i hate it now i will say this story is nsfw uh if you're under the age of whatever age you think is reasonable might be best to skip this one but i will try and censor it a bit nonetheless here we go throwaway account since my boyfriend knows my reddit account one evening me a 22 year old woman and my boyfriend who is 21 were watching memes on youtube from his phone something we frequently do together he really likes memes and quotes them often throughout the day no matter whether he's happy or being goofy and even when he's raging at a game or genuinely heartbroken one day about a year ago he came home to tell me he got fired and said my life be like ooh ah oh, wow it's probably a coping mechanism for him but personally i do not understand it <laughs> what so he just broke into song strange Anyways, we saw one meme, a guy clearly doing things to himself saying, I'm about to see, but it was spelled out as I'm about to cam. And we thought it was the funniest thing ever. So we looked for more. There were more videos of him being edited in scenarios like him mourning the loss of his brother named Khan, And we spent no less than 20 minutes laughing nonstop at these videos. Afterwards, when we went to make dinner, my boyfriend said jokingly, that's what I'm gonna say in bed now. Fast forward a day later, both of us are up for it and we head to the bedroom to get it on. It was great, but then towards the end, my boyfriend said loudly, I'm about to come and then proceeded to. I laughed along with him, but I was a little uncomfortable because it sort of killed the vibe. What am I reading? About a week later, we're at it again and he says the same exact thing as last time, but this time he laughs. Just kidding, I'll stop afterwards. Well, It turns out he wasn't really telling the truth because the next time he said about to bus and then whiningly said his name in Desperation and he then chuckled What? We didn't have sex for about a month until last night We were doing fine as usual and he even managed to finish without saying any memes Also, I thought because right afterwards he says something along the lines of thank you for letting me bus is what I needed I can't even remember much of what happened during or after that because I was in pure shock That he just killed the vibe like that again All I remember is that we cleaned up and he went to play cod or something That involved him shouting stupid jokes and memes to his friends I do not have the heart to tell him that he isn't funny when he does this Because the last time I confronted him when he kept saying Yo, that's sus Every time I mentioned something vaguely sexual He almost cried <laughs> He stops saying that one phrase, but still has about a thousand other memes in his vocabulary. I guess this is just my life now. And as much as I want it to stop, I love my boyfriend so much, I will have to live with it. (laughs) Wow. Well, there we go. No doubt one of the weirdest stories I've ever read. I mean, like, how do I, like, you know, normally I come on and I react to a story after I read it. How do I react to that? Seriously, like, just get your comments in down below. What, what did you think of that? I just couldn't, That was just, honestly, halfway through that, I just started laughing. Very, very hard to stop myself from laughing, reading that, and having to say, about to bust." Is that really my life now? Jesus. I what, what can I say? Great story. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Made me laugh. I hope it made you laugh as well. Uh, as for what to do, OP, I don't really care. Like, it's just funny, isn't it? I mean, maybe tell him to stop, or just think... This guy is weird, but I love him. Anyhow, let's move on. My dad raised me like a son, and now I see how it helps me. My father, a single parent, raised me a 19 year old girl like how men would stereotypically raise boys. I have two brothers too, so it's not like he doesn't have anyone to vicariously live through. He's a mechanic and made me work around the house with woodwork, electricity, repairing cars, and motorcycles. All the male coded hobbies which I hated at the time. He never dated because he said that nobody would replace my mum and he didn't have any sisters who could help me. I hated it. I hated being the only girl in a family of three men. I hated not having anyone to play dress up with or talk about hairstyles and makeup or have girl talk or cry about boys and all. I didn't know what periods were until I had them and freaked the heck out The bare minimum of such stuff was explained to me by his sister-in-law over the phone who lives in a different state In short, I hated not having an older female presence in the house who would tell me how things work and just be with me Now my dad never discouraged me from doing girly stuff, but he never really understood it So I kept it to myself and did all his stuff with him just to be able to spend time with him He wasn't also very much in touch with his emotions. Thank you, patriarchal society. But got emotional only when talking about my mum, which was so rare that I never talked about what I felt just to not burden him. That sort of distanced him from me. But after a freak accident resulted in his death, we found out he left the house to my brothers and I. And I'm living there because it's close to my college and both my brothers moved out before I did. Living on my own for the first time, I realized two things. One, my dad tried his best to do things for me that he had absolutely no idea how to. Two, he taught me how to be fully independent. I don't even have to watch a YouTube tutorial to know how to repair the microwave or change the tires or the oil of my car or make the car work enough when I'm stranded and have no help. I now keep a mini set of tools on me out of habit and I can't explain how much that has helped me in situations I never even anticipated I've never had to call an electrician or a contractor to do something for the house unless it's absolutely huge I would technically never have to depend on anyone, men or women, to do these things for me Dad, I'm sorry for you having to deal with all my teenage angst without mum You've taught me more than what most people don't learn despite having both parents in the picture Your life has set a standard for me regarding my lifestyle, my studies, my love life, everything The way you brought up my bros and me has helped all three of us so much in our life I'm sorry I never got to say this to you but I hope you know how I turned out to be You've made me into a woman who wouldn't have to depend on others for things Just because her father never taught her that You raised me to believe in love despite mum never being around I hope you're with her wherever you are i miss you and i love you well there we go that is a beautiful story in comparison to the story i just read out before wow what a difference a post makes again that's the beauty of this subreddit you can get some absolutely ridiculous stories like the previous one and then some really wholesome ones like this op i reckon you're okay i reckon your dad knows how much you rate him and um yeah the proof's in the pudding you are set up for life of course It would have been better to have your mum there, but, you know, you can't have everything the way you want. And sadly, she wasn't there for you. But your dad did one heck of a job. Fair play to him. And it's amazing that you now realise what an amazing job he did. Now for our final true off my chest post. My boyfriend has less than 24 hours left to live and I finally feel at peace. I've been with my boyfriend for nearly three years. He is the perfect guy to me. He's my heart and soul, my best friend and my safe place. He is also in liver failure. I've been with him every step of the way when he told me I was shocked I went through so much hell and turned every rock to get him a transplant I tried so hard to find any study or any research that could be done to fix this. I called so many doctors I've lost counts cried until I physically had nothing left and screamed in pain in many parking lots as the time went on He got worse all of his skin and eyes turned yellow I never minded yellow before but now all i see is his suffering in it i was there through his drain procedure and the many 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 hospital visits i watched him become weaker and his legs too swollen with excess fluid that he couldn't even walk i was there when they told us that both of his kidneys have failed and his liver has too i was there when they told us that dialysis was no longer an option he got moved to hospice care Slowly, I've watched his organs shut down. I was there as he agonizingly shook from the fear of death that awaits him. Now, I've watched him forget who I am entirely. He's on constant morphine, has not eaten or drank in nearly three days, incontinent and cannot speak or swallow. I want peace for him. When I woke up today and kissed his forehead, I felt lighter. I felt like I was finally at peace and I'm ready to say goodbye. I never want him to suffer and I know soon he'll be relieved from this hellish life he was cursed with. The world would never be the same without him. And I may never be back to how happy I was with him, but that's okay. I love you, my love, so much. And there we go. What a way to end this episode with a couple of wholesome bangers. This one, just like the previous one, an elite story. It's just one of the most sad things that you could possibly hope to go through. I mean, I don't know why I said hope. Don't know why I'd ever hope to go through. Uh, yeah, insert another word there. You get what I mean. The tragic tale but, um at least it's now it's now done and the suffering's now done not gonna lie i've never been in the spot before where someone you love so much a family member you know your partner or whatever is in such unbelievable pain every day just getting devastatingly worse by the hour and you just want it to end i i, I kind of get that you just be like this was a long time coming i'm now happy i'm finally at, at peace with, with the fact that yeah they are gonna die and it's good for them that they're gonna pass because they're in such pain that it's just unbearable seeing them like that. So I get it. If you've been like that, if any of you guys have been in that situation, let me know down below how you felt about it. It's a pretty horrible one, but if you want to go for it. Um, I, I mean, I don't feel any jealousy towards OP, but I'm just glad that this is done and they can you know, begin to move on with their lives, I guess. And ultimately that their boyfriend is in a good place now. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray.
1: And I'm Leah President.